I got it! When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four! I built a labyrinth. Can you believe this? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 67, Dave and Annie prepare the chrysalis in the chrysalis chamber. To tackle Minute 67, we have Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel of Better Off Dead Minute. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Is that a problem? Is it a problem? Am I saying It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dave Made a Maze, Minute 67. We're calling it that, right? Yes. We discovered looking at that website, the movie is probably called Dave Made a Maze. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we are, you, the last time you heard us was uh, Minute 64. Yes. Where we kind of... Tried to figure out what the movie was about, and we're going to continue to do that based on new contextual clues that we find watching Minute 67. My name is Curtis Blaze from the Better Off Dead Minute. And I'm Jason Hummel from Mono Confidential. Okay, so we start Minute 67. There's a giant hand in the same area where the demon thing, Minotaur, was yeah. sitting. Yeah. But now there's a hole there, and a giant hand is pulling something down into the depths of the cardboard world. Yeah. I'll bet Dave is the guy that made the crystal sing. Dave, yeah. Right? That has to be Dave. Yeah. He's the one that made the maze because he's the maker. Yeah, he's the production designer guy. Okay, in minute 64, there was a guy that was cutting a thing that he called the chrysalis. Yes. And we discovered that the movie was called Dave Made a Maze. And I'll bet that is the, I bet that guy is Dave. I'm calling him Dave from now on. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got a, we've got a hand that clearly isn't cardboard. This looks, it's either a really good cardboard model, or it is supposed to be flesh and blood. And it's pulling something down in, a, in the giant hole where the demon was sitting in minute 64. Yeah, it looks like an old school, uh, kind of quilty looking power cord for, uh, like a guitar, but it's... Oh yeah, he's got like a, he's got like a rope wrapped around his hand and he's pulling that down in the, in the pit. Yeah. Oh, well, I say he, I mean, it's Brittany. <laughs> or maybe it's not Brittany anymore. I mean, we don't know. There is we no. haven't seen minute 65 or minute 66. A lot could have happened in yeah. the last two minutes. There is no breaking, only minute long. Okay, that's definitely like a parachute cord. Okay, the cord is hooked, is wrapped around the the Cam- foot of the cameraman. Yeah. And uh, I think he's about to go down to cardboard hell. Yeah. <laughs> it's very wrapped around. It's like... Like he's not... He just, he just knows he's not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a wily e. coyote moment for this poor guy. He's like has that moment of realization of oh, this is gonna suck. Where gravity doesn't work until he realizes that it needs to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, throw something back. The tapes. The tapes. Oh, the tapes. The tapes. Urbaniac says. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Urbaniac says. No, that's not Urbaniac. I know. No, Urbaniac is the one that says the tapes. And then... Okay, and he throws the tapes back. Throws the tapes back. And then <laughs> camera guy says something that I don't know if we can say on this 
Okay. They say in the movie. That's the rule. You oh. fucked my wife. Yeah, which is thinking, you know, it, if the, this is the guy's last moment on Earth, alive, and he's quoting uh, Raging Bull. <laughs> I mean, how how nerdy cool is that? Is he quoting Raging Bull, or is the maker, or is the guy who made Dave Made a Maze, the movie maker, referencing just paying homage <laughs> yeah. to Raging Bull? Yeah. Okay, so you think it's you think it's uh, Urbaniac that that did it with his wife, <laughs> Bum Tuglies? Well, it seems to be who he was looking at. Okay, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Then, then we get this spray. Well, uh, yeah, he gets pulled down into the pit after his after his fly you fool Gandalf minute, <laughs> where the demon like is apparently even though it weighs several thousand tons can't pull him off can't, can't make his arms stay whatever. <laughs> And it's not spray. It's definitely more cardboard or paper. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, look at it. It's not... It's like confetti. It's not it's like, like it's liquid. Like, oh, yeah. It's like a confetti version of the spray in Evil Dead like, 2. Right. Comes, like if blood was spraying, but it's confetti. Yeah. Or tissue paper. <laughs> Director's freaked out. Everybody leaves. Urbaniac's freaked out. Okay, we're back to Dave. Okay, they freak out and run away after they see their cameraman get killed by what we think is the Britney demon... After he got a giant hand, he became a giant hand. Oh, my God! Look at this. Dave. We're calling Dave, right? Yes. Okay. So, for reference, for, so for everybody who knows about this movie, we don't. In fact, Curtis and Jason, as I mentioned in Minute 64, didn't even ever get around to seeing the guide to character names that I put out there. Because they came in at the last minute to jump in on the project and have some good times. And they seem to be enjoying it, and I'm enjoying listening to their confusion and brilliance, really. Something this show has done often, people who have no idea what's going on can figure out what's going on. Which I think is a good thing. Good filmmaking. You can watch one little segment and get an idea of character and plot. Back to Curtis and Jason. <laughs> so we think Dave is this guy that, that is making the, the cardboard chrysalis thing. Okay? Dave has a glove. Yeah. He has a, 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 just a glove. And the demon thing had a big hand. Yeah. So. Is he remotely controlling the hand? Yeah, is this connected? Is the world all in Dave's mind or is, you know, like, he built, okay, okay, I think, he built a he built a maze, and somehow other people got into the maze. Tiny, Summer? Well, we'll watch the rest of the movie and we'll speculate. But <laughs> like, then this could be the giant demon hand. Yeah. And he built a maze, so there's a minotaur at the at the center of the maze. Although it's minotaur, again <laughs> Canadian, probably this movie. <laughs> they look like Canadians. No one. I need it to spin. It's got to be spinning. Oh, that thing that he built before. The chrysalis. His, yeah, the chrysalis. They haven't figured out how to use it yet. Okay. He's got a hand. I think his hand is the same hand that just got that guy. Yeah. Yeah? And he says that the chrysalis has to spin. Oh, he put the chrysalis thing on top of her thing. Oh, okay, so in minute 64 she had a like a base. Yeah. That had all the cards on it. Yes. And he put this chrysalis on top of it. And now they got out an old, like, Fisher Price record player. And he said it needs to spin. So he's putting this on top of it. And yeah. I guess they're gonna, they're gonna turn it on and spin it. 
And then we cut back to, I'm going to say inside the maze. Yeah. There's a guy feeding a lady grapes grapes by hand. This is, of course, the Flemish tourists. Yeah. Is, is this Brittany? <gasps> or are they completely unrelated to this? Well, they still seem to be in the cardboard world. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's Let's break this down. They're having a picnic. He's, he's got an apple. He's got a sandwich that's cut in triangles. <laughs> yeah. It's on a styrofoam plate. He's got a plastic fork. They got plastic measuring cups for drinking out of. Yep. He's got a picnic basket. There's something that looks like natural light coming down from above and shining on the wall behind him. And our film crew adventurers run past. <laughs> while Mexican rock music plays. Or kind of... French music? I guess it's French music. French accordion and music. French accordion music, yes. Or Italian. <laughs> and they're both laughing as they feed each other, and they don't seem to notice the people running by. So maybe this maze is populated with, oh my god, do you see what I'm seeing? Yeah. Playing Bunch cards. of cards, playing cards. Just like at the base of that thing. Yep. Oh, look at this. This looks like the chrysalis. Look at this. Yeah. That's shaped like the crystals right there that Dave has back in the what we're calling the real world, even though he's also in a cardboard room. Do the thing! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. And then the last line of the minute is do the thing. Do the thing! <laughs> do the thing! Yeah. With, uh, Urbaniac says this with great urgency. Do the thing! Do the thing! <laughs> okay, so Dave is making a chrysalis... And in order for these people to get out of this maze, they have to get to the chrysalis and something? And do the thing. And do the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm less sure about what this movie's about now. <laughs> I, I thought I had a good handle on it from watching Minute 64. Now I think I've got, now that I've got a title, Dave Made a Maze. Yeah. And have seen more of it, I kind of get more of a sense that this seems less like they found a, a demon head suit that turned Brittany into a demon and more about more about them just being trapped in Dave's mind or something created by Dave. Like Dave, like maybe, like we, I want to go back to the game theory. Dave was making a maze. Mm-hmm. And he was showing it to him. He's like, hey, check out my maze, right? <laughs> it's got, we've got these, look at these little people that have got like having picnic here in this area. And like over here, I've got the Minotaur in the center. Minotaur. Sorry. God, I'm, I'm never going to mispronounce that right. <laughs> what do you guys think? And they're like, ah, oh, Dave, you're stupid. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll show them. And then he, what's with all the cardboard, you crazy? <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. Well, I found this ancient book of spells. And I'll show them. And then he goes, you know, Baratu, Nictu, Klaatu, Baratu. And then they end up small in his maze. <laughs> and in their in in his maze, they really are like all of his things come to life. Hmm. He seems to be in the maze too, though. Could he be in the maze? Because I mean, his room is all cardboard. Dave's room and this girl that doesn't seem to know him. By the way, they don't seem to know each other. She doesn't act like someone who knows him. Well, in in the first minute, she seemed to be. She seemed to be super happy, like she was his mom. Yeah. Could he be also in this cardboard maze and also control it? Like, could he be in another part of the maze and have, like, he's got the cardboard hand, which I guess, I mean, are we are, are we both on the same page that that's the demon hand and he's somehow controlling all of this? It, it certainly seems like it. Okay. Um, 
So then that suit, unless that, he's, the suit that Brittany was in was probably something he made. Unless he's trying to take control. Maybe he's lost control, and he's try, trying to take control back. Like, maybe trying to wrest control back away from the Minotaur. Okay. Like, um, the Minotaur could be this sort of, like, Frankenstein creation run amok. Oh, okay, okay. But how do you, you suppose they got, like, the maze became real then? Like, did he... Did he buy 103 acres of land and just, like, go to the grocery store out back, get in the dumpster <laughs> and get a bunch of cardboard and just start building? Or go are these hunt. all tiny? Did he make a tiny maze and then somehow they all got into it <laughs> and became all small or the maze became bigger? Maybe. They would have had to get small because I feel like, I feel like the authorities would notice a giant maze that suddenly just popped up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Plus, the way this is all put together, it kind of looks like it's supposed to be small. They're supposed to be in a big world. Or, they're regular-sized people that have gotten shrunk into a small world. Somehow, all these people got shrunk into this world. And we can even get a scale because Dave's hand would be the right size. Based on the fact that the chrysalis seems to be something that he could about fit his hand in, and this demon hand that pulls the cameraman down is about the same size as the place they enter that we think is the chrysalis. Yeah. Like, I think Dave is not little and not in the maze. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just wonder if, like, at the end of it all, they're going to pull back and the whole thing's inside a snow globe. Oh, I wonder if any of these people are real. No. Yeah. Because he wouldn't be that urgent about just, like, if he made some little cardboard cutout characters, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have the urgency of trying to... Figure out what the chrysalis is. Here's the thing, though. If Dave made the maze, Dave doesn't know what the chrysalis is. It just looks like the chrysalis. Hmm. Well, the plot is still basically the same. There's a demon who wants the blood of humans, and it, and I still think the demon can get out somehow to wreak havoc in the real world. Mm -hmm. The real world being our world, and what we were calling a dimension last time we were speculating is really just this maze that Dave made. Right. However he did it. Super, probably something supernatural. Probably like, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if this movie did something accidental and comedic like, you know, if you read these words and accidentally spill a drop of blood onto the maze. Which Gordon did. It creates a demon in the maze and the demon is real and anybody in the vicinity gets sucked into it to be sacrificed to the Minotaur who can then get out. Hellraiser style. Yeah. <laughs> I am the way. And, and then what happened was, he was like, what words? These words? And then pricked his finger accidentally on something like, ooh, ah, mm. Shakes his finger off and some blood gets in it and then it's like, oh, holy crap! Red light shoots out. <laughs> uh, the old, uh, if everybody was as dumb as Ash and Evil Dead kind of trope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's my final guess. That's, that's what I'm doing with these minutes. You know, what we could talk about is, uh, we could do the thing that all MXMers do and kind of, you know, talk about the acting. Yeah, let's not do that. You got any, uh, additional, additional things to add to what this movie might be about? I just want to say that this is a even more intriguing way to going into analyzing movies than just doing it a minute of a movie that we know and love. This is like, whole different dimension. I'm really glad that we got approached to do this. I know we're probably just shitting all over Dave's 
podcast. <laughs> Thank God there's only two minutes of us being idiots talking about this, trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> and, and the other 90 hosts can like make up for, for our idiocy here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like life. <laughs> well, so that's it, folks. That's what we think this movie is. You're probably listening to this screaming right now. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Kidding, of course. I loved it. Uh, just uh, as a final recap... Can you taste the fanboy rage? <laughs> as, a, as a final recap, let's just say what we think this movie's about. There's a guy named Dave. Yes. And just jump in as much as you want. Feel free to interrupt. There's a guy named Dave... Who is possibly a production designer on a film. And probably war game style. There's a girl he likes. Yes. And he's like, hey, come up to my room and see my cool maze. And probably the girl is like... You know, what's all these little things in the maze? And he's like, oh, well, at the center, that's the Minotaur. And then that's, uh, like a cameraman named, or no, at the center, that's a Minotaur. And like, and she's like, well, what are these things around? And he's like, oh, that's just some people that are having a picnic. <laughs> he's just got like little action figures in there just doing stuff, right? Cause he made this maze. <laughs> it's a, so it's a diorama. What's a diorama? Yeah, it's kind of a diorama slash maze. And there's a, there's a cardboard Minotaur at the center. And the cardboard Minotaur is really cool. It's like made out of, you know, it looks like that girl. Yeah. That demon thing. And this is the center of the maze, by the way. It must be. This room. Okay, so, and she's like, well, like, what's going on here? And he's like, oh, well, oh, well, how would they get it to become real? That's Somehow, some, there's something that we're not understanding about this yeah. where, like, there's a demon book of spells and a blood rite and, and something else. Yeah. See, it's a, it's, it's a missing scene. It obviously happened. If it did happen, yeah, way, way earlier. Like minute 11. Yeah. After the arcade scene, after he changes his grades. <laughs> after the computer says, do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, I mean. This is probably a Dungeons, you know what, I'm going back to it. I bet this was a Dungeons and Dragons games, and she's the new girl that, that he brought in. Hmm. She's the cute girlfriend that he's trying to like, come do this thing with me. And then somehow, there's some serious hijinks. That makes it so his friends actually end up in the maze. He's the dungeon master. He's made this maze. Yeah. For these people to play in. And then something, and then they're like, oh, and I found this cool old book. <laughs> right? Yeah. And if you read the spell, apparently, you know, you can really go into the game. Or like, oh, I found this new game. And what you do is you make a little world and then you read this incantation and then you're really in the game, unquote. Yeah. Except that it really works. He really does go into the game. But. Yeah. So far, no book. Okay, uh, well, okay, yeah. So far, there's no book. I'm, um, I'm speculating about because they're past the book. Yeah. We're in minute 67, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, we're in the third act, and we're headed for the final showdown with the demon or whatever. Yeah. And so, some series of hijinks brings him into the game, and now it's up to Dave to try and stop him. The first thing that happens, I don't know, does he make a cardboard hand and go, this is how to get him out of the game, and then you know, it turns out that's a demon hand, and that's bad. And they all it's like, oops, have, you know, paper mache blood explosions. <laughs> he, doesn't know, he doesn't know his own strength. He... Right. <laughs> so then the rest of the movie is is them trying to solve the mystery of where they are while he's trying to solve the mystery of how to get him out. And we've got probably 45 minutes of just them trying to survive in the maze and him doing what he can to intervene where possible. 
And eventually somebody doing the thing. And he and the girl, <laughs> he and the new girlfriend are like going, oh, she's like, what's this about a chrysalis? He's like, give me that book. He's like, chrysalis. <gasps> oh, that's it. You're a genius. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and so he has to make this chrysalis now. And this chrysalis has to be placed in a certain place and spun. I don't know. And something about cards, there must be an area of the maze that's made out of cards. A house of cards, if you will. Like he's building it. Yeah. So, yeah. so part of the, so part of his maze is probably made out of cards. Like yeah. when we go, when we go meta and we see outside. Mm-hmm. And so the Minotaur seems to be the main demon of the movie. That he's trying to save him from. Yes. They've made it to the center of the maze, and one of them, and, and one of the friends didn't live. And they all, also happen to have camera gear with them, and sound gear. Professional sound gear. Yep. That's weird, right? <laughs> Where, how does that come in? They weren't filming him. Maybe they were just filming him talking about the maze. Maybe the maze is really, actually very cool and elaborate, and local news crew worthy. Except if it was a local news crew, they wouldn't be wearing like Metallica t-shirts and an army jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that's more that's more like guerrilla documentary people. Yeah. So they're making a documentary about Dave? Mm. It's like where's Dave? Yeah. Dave's not here. here. Yeah. Oh man, I'm Dave. Oh man, it's Dave. Dave's, yeah, Dave's not, not here. here. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe they're in search of Dave. Somehow they get put in the maze. They have to survive the maze while he figures out how to get him out. And also, by the way, there's a demon that if it gets out, it's going to feed on the blood of humans everywhere in a thousand years of darkness will reign. Yep. Okay. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. And that's it. That's what we think this movie is about. Now we're going to hang up the phone, we're going to say goodbye to you, and we're going to go watch this movie and figure out what it is for real. Or at least <laughs> we're going to go look it up, because I don't know about watching. I've got to go see The Grinch tonight. Them's the breaks. <laughs> My name is Curtis Blaze. And I'm Jason Hummel. I'm uh, I'm the guy that's sort of running the Better Off Dead podcast, the Better Off Dead Minute podcast with Jason. And Jason also is the uh, proprietor of Mondo Confidential, an excellent blog about B movies. You're you've been listening to Dave Made a Minute, Minute sixty seven. You can find it at oh man, that's right, Dave Made a Minute rocks. You can find the podcast at Dave Made a Minute dot cast dot rocks, but it's also listed at moviesbyminutes dot com. That's all one word. The word by is b y not x. Moviesbyminutes dot com. Hey, thanks for playing along. I hope the, this episode wasn't annoying to you. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you the next time if Robert ever lets us do any of his projects again. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can we can finish this man. Haha, <laughs> you thought you got rid of us. This is Curtis. And Jason. Hey, we're from the Better Off Dead Minute, and we're the ones that uh didn't know what this movie is about, and we went and looked it up, and we're gonna just discover that with you. Dave, we were right about that. Yes. Is an artist. Well, I guess, you know, since it was called Dave Made a Maze. Mm-hmm. That wasn't hard to get. Dave is an artist who has yet to complete anything significant in his career. He builds a fort in his living room out of pure frustration. This is about the part cardboard box guys. Mm-hmm. Only to wind up trapped by a f- by the fantastical pitfalls, booby traps, and critters of his own creation. Oh, this seems more boring than the one we came up with. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go get a plot summary of this guy. While his girlfriend Annie is away for the weekend, 30-year-old Dave works fervently on his next big project. Okay, so we had that wrong. We thought he just met her. Right.
Dave has for years had a habit of not being able to finish anything and is apparently jobless as he still gets his income from his parents. <laughs> I hate this guy. Whom he believes are tired of him. Yeah, we are. T- I'm already tired of you. He finally has a breakthrough and begins to build something from the center and work his way out. When Annie comes home, she is surprised to find Dave's project, a small cardboard fort that is supposedly bigger on the inside. We were right about, you were right about the miniaturing. About the what? Miniaturization, yeah. That it's something small. But still, it's big enough for him to get in. So, yeah. okay. So, where we were probably wrong then, what was confusing us was that we thought he was also in the same world. But he's obviously in the small version, just the fort. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's bigger. Dave, who communicates with Annie from the vents, he added, tells her not to enter or destroy his project. When Annie shakes the exterior, she's confused by the abundance of noise and machinery she hears on the inside. I'm liking the sound of this movie. That's pretty cool. Annie calls Gordon, who comes to the same conclusion, and he in turn calls several of their friends over, including Leonard, Brandon, Greg, Jane, and Harry, a filmmaker, along with a boom operator and cameraman. They also randomly bring over a hobo. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a hobo. The hobo, well, the hobo knows the cardboard. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and also two Flemish tourists. Flemish. Flemish. We were wrong. They weren't French. Hmm. Huh. Leonard Brewer, you know, we had all of the elements of the movie in front of us to figure it out with. Yep. And I think we came, I think we came reasonably close. Leonard briefly leaves the apartment in disappointment when he learns they cannot enter. Harry tries to get a reaction out of Annie for a supposed, for a supposed documentary he's filming. And upon realizing how much she truly cares about Dave, the whole group, minus the hobo, all enter the maze. So they just enter it and then it's bigger on the inside. Like the TARDIS. Like the TARDIS. I'm sure that joke's been made by movie hosts all the way through this. <laughs> I'll bet you a thousand dollars. Yep. Annie Gordon Harry and his crew stick together as they see firsthand the true surreal and supernatural nature of the maze and travel from room to room where they realize that it houses living origami birds and other creatures. Cool. Leonard throughout the film is seen falling close behind the group while the Flemish tourists appear to simply be having a picnic in the maze. Eventually, <laughs> the main group run into Jane, who after stepping on a lever, has her head chopped off by an axe. Though instead of bleeding, she squirts out red yarn and confetti. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that right. The red, the red explosion is blood. Greg and Bryn find themselves in some catacombs, and Greg trips a wire and is impaled by a trap. Holy crap. So it's also kind of the maze. Or it's yeah. also kind of cube. It's a, it's it's kind of like heavenly creatures if they could actually suck people into their imagination. Yeah. So Greg and Brian find themselves in some catacombs, trips wire and pillow trap, Annie restorations, discover the, Brian and <laughs> meets up with Annie and the rest, and when they return to Greg, discover his body is missing. Based on the paint can prints, I guess they're all around, <laughs> uh, Gordon deduces that a minotaur took the body away, Annie uses a box cutter to cut through the walls and realizes the maze is alive, Ooh! as the group jumps through the wall, the minotaur kills Brian, holy crap! The group run into Dave, who leads them safely. Dave admits that he's not sure how the maze came to be, how it is, but he knows that it's growing on its own. So, when we couldn't guess how it was made, they also don't know how it was made. Right. At least at this point. <clears throat> but it's growing. That's pretty cool. And it might be connected to his imagination. He insists that they finish the maze so they can escape. Ah, but even he's not sure how. Dave also reveals that his hand is now entirely made of cardboard due to sticking it into an odd vulva-shaped hole. <laughs> So he had a David Cronenberg moment. Oh, my God. (laughs) After several other near deaths, the group realizes they now need to attack the maze at its heart, which Dave neglected to make. Ah, the chrysalis. They reach a strange cardboard puppet version of Brain who keeps asking for high fives. (laughs) All right. Because of the hand. Because he's got that hand. Yeah. 
They realize it's a trap, and Gordon Harry crew keep it tracked by while interviewing it. So that thing is the cardboard version of Brynn. Or, uh, 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 yeah, of Brynn. Yeah. So it wasn't Brittany. It was Brynn all along. Yeah. So the second time I heard it wrong, because you backed me up. You were like, oh, yeah, Brittany. <laughs> it sounded like Brittany. Oh, whatever. Or maybe they said Brittany. Okay, so, oh, Brittany. They immediately, that's why her hands were tied, because of the high fives. Yeah. The high fives are a trap. <laughs> Just in case you have been following along and haven't seen the film, the next little bit gets a little spoilery. If you want to not hear those, skip ahead to 30 minutes, zero seconds. After another surreal moment of clarity, Dave managed to make their heart resembling a zoetrope. They cut through the wall, which causes the maze to react. Gordon Harrington attempt to catch the fake Brynn suddenly produces a giant demonic hand. The hand retreats, but the cameraman is dragged along with it. He tosses the bag of tapes to Harry before Donnie shouts, You fucked my wife! <laughs> Best line of the movie, I bet. The group reunite as Gordon distracts the Minotaur by leading it away. Oh, this is just going to be a letdown from here on out. He passes Leonard, who's killed by the cardboard saw blades. Cool. Dave, Annie, Harry, and the boom operator set up the heart using a katana, slice the heart, causing all the walls in the entire maze to fall. Everyone finds themselves back in the apartment and proceed to clean up all the cardboard. Harry tasks Gordon with telling the families of those who died and asks Dave what they should call the documentary. Dave sarcastically suggests Dave made a maze. You were kind of right. I was kind of right and you were kind of right. The game thing and the film thing. Yeah. Despite Gordon's belief that it's a labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> As Dave and Annie toss the last of the cardboard by the dumpster, they fail to notice the Minotaur climbing out along with an origami bird. The Minotaur walks away while throwing up the I-L-Y sign. What's the I-L-Y sign? Luckily, that link's clickable. <laughs> there you go. Deaf culture meaning I love you. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. We we did our best. I think we did a pretty good job of figuring out from those two minutes, don't you? Yeah. I think we came pretty close. Because basically, you know, looking but, at minutes but, out of context, it's it's like a kaleidoscope. It's like all the elements were there, but we were sitting there sifting, you know, turning the dial, trying to get them to line up. <laughs> Turning it this way and that. Yeah. So basically, we we came up with the plot of Dave Made a Maze and he made the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> and demons. And this is... This is the real end, everybody. Thanks for playing along. Any final <laughs> thoughts, Jason? Mm, I got nothing. Hey, I just want to thank uh, Robert for giving us the opportunity to do this. This has easily been one of the funnest uh, podcast projects I've been a part of beside our regular one at uh, Better Off Dead Minute. Yeah, you know, it, it was real fun to jump, just jump right back into it after all this time, <laughs> you know. Good warm-up for what we got to do. Yeah. All right, well... uh Say goodnight, Jason. Goodnight, Jason. And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can... We can finish this maze! Who is with me? That was Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel of Better Off Dead Minute taking a minute 67 of Dave Made a Maze. They may have escaped the maze. Next time on Dave Made a Minute, we've got Eric Nash of Watchmen Minute and Connor Coulson of Prometheus Minute taking a minute 68. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. 
Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Well, seems fairly obvious. <clears throat> wait, what? Ooh, wait a minute. The words. Right, right, right. Say the words. Clatu! <clears throat> Barata! Clatu! Mm. Barata! Nikto! Clatu! Barata! Nikto! Necktie, nectar, nickel. No, it's an word. It's different N word. Definitely an N word. Clatu, Miranda. Okay then. That's it. <laughs>